This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Just be patient, and I know I stink. Everyone tells me I stink. Yeah, you're the worst. I am the worst. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. I tell you, I'm not a very good catcher. I'm much better at getting high than getting low. According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Inside the 15, BU later! Two plays and a touchdown! Everything happening in the sports world. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch! Stretch! Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board! Yes! And even some things not happening in the sports world. It's always you asking Steve if he's done things, and he says no. It's always him saying, no, I don't know what that is. I don't do that. No, no, no. He said, why don't you ask him some things that he does know? Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always... The most popular man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. We have made it. Can you believe it? We're here. I tell you, I thought this morning I wasn't going to make it to this <laughs> afternoon. I, I haven't had many mornings like that in a long time. Back-to-back days of just yeah. long, long days. And big announcement. The magazines. The magazines are here. They are at the office. I'm going to be get, taking some to... Uh, uh, Inman and Canton Galva this afternoon. Uh Uh-oh, I just saw three people pull in. They're sprinting toward the door. Oh, man. Well, Roger Trimble, the father of Dog Ball, was here yesterday and said, Hey, where's my magazine? (laughs) And I hate to disappoint the godfather. I mean, you know, being a Pison that I am, I can't disappoint the dog. You come to me on the day of the the, first football football game and try and demand a magazine from me. Yeah. Uh, Mark's taking some down to Heston and Mound Ridge. I'll have them. Out, uh, I got a couple runners that take them for me to Little River and Smoky Valley. Uh, we'll filter through some down to O'Leary Christian School, and then we're going to have them at the uh, high school football game next Friday. I'm hoping one of my dudes, one of the Spotted Elk boys, either Carter or Carson, is going to be uh, up for the challenge and uh, um, you know to uh, hand out the magazines. Well, Steve, we finally made it. We are here. Football is here, and not just college football, not just high school, not just the NFL. It's all here. Yeah. This weekend, we are going to absorb so much football this weekend that I almost feel like I'm going to come in on Monday and be sick or bloated or well, or ready to regurgitate all the football we're about <laughs> to consume. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have high school football tonight. We have Mac College football. You and I are covering tomorrow down in Wichita. That's right. Chiefs. On Sunday, that's right. right here on 96.7. That's right. With Voice of the Cheese, Mitch Holdes. It will also be on 1540 AM really? to start at 11. Okay. Oh, that's right. Because we have our church service oh, that yeah. runs. We can't, we can't disrupt our church service. We don't want to make those people upset. Well, that's why they wait until noon to start NFL games. you got to get out of church, and then you can exactly. get going. Exactly. But, Steve, we're here. We have Bullpup football tonight in Salina. And one comment that I have heard a few different times over the last week, is I'm sick of hearing all this talk about football. I'm sick of hearing all this talk about bullpup football. I'm sick of hearing all the talk, all the chatter. 
I want to see it. It's I want to see these teams go out there and play. As I said in my uh, sell on sports, it's time to walk the walk. Enough talk. Let's see if it's more style or is it substance. And we have been part of the hype train this oh, year. Sports in Kansas has been pumping things up. And this team, to me, Steve, it just feels like there is so much anticipation, so much excitement, so much potential, and that tonight they're going to put on their helmets, they're going to put on their shoulder pads, they're going to put on their pants with the pads in them, and they're going to go hit somebody. And I'll guarantee they will be more excited at the start than they were last Saturday morning the at the Jamboree. Because they sleptwalked through the first couple series down at the Jamboree. I think that was a great eye-opener last week. To me, it felt like maybe we just walked on the field and because we've been in the semis last two years. we got a lot of guys that have played in those two uh, state semifinal games that all we had to do was walk on the field. I don't think you're going to see uh, the Bullpups taking anything for granted tonight. I think uh, they kind of – the Jamboree was the best thing that could have happened for this team. Right. But we also must say, once we got through those first couple of series, Bullpups moved the ball pretty well. Yeah. And defensively, now they were a little suspect against the pass in the Jamboree, but boy, against the run, this team's going to be tough to run on. There might be some people that are getting ready for some bullpup football tonight and looking at what the records were for teams last year. And it's pretty unfair to compare McPherson and Salina South and their records just straight up. Right. 11-1 and for McPherson, 1-8 and last year for Salina South. The thing to remember about the Cougars is they play the number one toughest schedule in Class 5A. The number one. Really? Not just middle of the pack or or a tough schedule. Tougher than Aquinas? Tougher than Aquinas. Wow. The number one toughest schedule in Class 5A. They play all those teams in AVCTL Division I, which just playing Derby and Mays last year is quite the challenge. Then you play Hutch. You throw in Hutch. You throw in Newton. Their schedule is always tough, and so it's hard to compare these teams straight up, but this is a McPherson team that, like you mentioned, they have had so much success recently, and when we were talking with Voice of the Salina South Cougars, Pat Strothman, there is a difference in culture with programs that win. Do you think that when the Derby Panthers take the field tonight, they will be lacking any confidence? None. Do you think that when St. Thomas Aquinas takes the field tonight, they will be lacking any confidence? They won't. Bishop Miege, do you think they will be lacking any confidence? Nary. And that is where this McPherson team has gotten itself into. When you start being mentioned with those three teams, things are going well, that they have this confidence. They have seen so much success. And I think even that gives you a decent amount of advantage, especially against a team that has not done as much winning. Now, the other teams that haven't done as much winning might be hungry. They might be ready to come out and try and find a way to win any way they can. It's the first game of their senior year, trying to find a way to get it done. But this is a McPherson team that has been in the big moments. They have gone through everything they could go through. They have gone through the highest of highs, the lowest of lows in the state semifinals the last two years. And I just think this team is motivated. They are ready. And I think I'm almost as ready as they are for 7 o'clock tonight. And just remember, it wasn't that long ago Salina South was in the same place McPherson is right now. Right. Salina South and Salina Central in the two early, you know, from about 2000 to 2015, those were incredible programs. I don't know what's happened, you know, since then. Now, Salina Central bounced back last year under Coach Sambo. That's right. Matt Sambo's brother, Mike. 
Uh, I think Central was like seven and three maybe last year. They were very they, good. After I think they were like zero and nine or one and eight the year before. But Salinas had a proud tradition, and they want to get back that tradition. Sam Sellers, the Salina South coach, has coached in some big games. He knows what he's doing. I mean, they will not be. It will not be for a lack of being prepared for South. They will be totally prepared, just like McPherson. I mean, the Bullpups. Sometimes you always wonder if they're over prepared. This. Our coaching staff has done so much work for this game that you just, you know, they've got everything. They have been going over what they want to do tonight right. since December. And it all comes down to two things, penalties and turnovers. That decides a season opener more often than not. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll go with you there, Steve. Yeah. Penalties and turnovers. If the Bullpups have less penalties and less turnovers, they probably win the game double digits. There is a pretty good chance of that. But if they get... They do stupid stuff and get flagged like 10 times, 11 times. If they fumble it three or four times, have it picked off two or three times, then we're going to have a ball game. Because remember, it was a good game for a half last year. 7-0 at the half last year. And then the Bullpups pulled away to a 21-0 victory. But you also have to remember, Salina South does not have Sir Isaac Mitchell. I mean, man, was he a player. Where'd he go? Air Force? Yale. Yale. I knew it was one of those. It's a little smarter than what you could probably get into, right? I barely could get into any JUCO. So, <laughs> but they also and uh, Miller was it Jared or Jaden Miller? Jaden Miller, he was a beast on the line. So they lose to those two guys. So I really look for this game, even though uh, I had my pick. I'm starting to scale down a little bit since I uh, posted my pick. I think it's going to be kind of a game like a few years ago. When uh, I think Noah Jurgens had 238 yards with the Bullpups, but it was only a 14-7 game. I'm starting to look like maybe it might be something like that. Steve, we will give all of our predictions. I think Fearless Forecaster has made his predictions. Steve has all the picks from Fearless. Well, we will Fearless do that. is already 0-1. He's not a happy yeah, guy. Yeah, bad start for Fearless. Teutons got blank last night. We will do that at the end of the show. We've got some Big 12 predictions to make. We have some KCAC predictions to make. Steve, we had a fun night last night. Bullpup soccer with a 3-2 overtime win. And did that feel like playoff atmosphere? Yeah. And, and, you know, that was a great win because the Bullpups did not have starting goalie Nathan Lloyd. They did not have J.L. Jaime, who was one of the top scorers from last year. For a half, they didn't have Cody Achilles, who came sprinting in like Willis Reed. Arms above his head. At halftime, I'm back. Runs out of the tunnel. And, boy, did he make a difference in the second half. Really, uh, really, uh, uh, you know, a good player. But the backups did a great job. Connor Glazner in goal, I thought, really played about as well as he could play. Nathan Lloyd sat up with us, you know, during the game. And he kept saying, hey, Connor can handle this. And then one of the great all-time individual performances that we've seen. We've seen a lot of hat tricks. We've seen guys score four goals. We've seen guys score five goals. But not quite like that. But not like Drew Schrader's three goals last night. And, man, did he have himself – an all-world game, an all-state game. There's a reason he has that C uh, the sleeve, on his sleeve for the captain. He willed that team to victory last night. Some great passes by Tyler Hoxie on long balls. Coach Adrian really said that's a game. You know, these seniors for McPherson and these seniors for South have been playing against each other for about 10 years. And Coach Adrian said, we didn't even need a scouting report. Our guys know them. They know us. There's no surprises. Let's get it on. Fun win. Fun win. You know what was not a fun game last night? Green Bay and Chicago. Man, that was painful. Stinker. Did you get to be home in time to see I, much I, of it? Yeah, I saw 
It's part of the third quarter, fourth quarter. Stinkeroo. Boy, the NFL had to just be putting their head in the sand while that game was on TV. How do you not schedule Patrick Mahomes for Thursday night football? Yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. How do you not go with one of those two? Yeah. And, and I'd maybe give you Drew and Brees. Generally, generally, uh, it's you a, go with Mitchell Trubisky. You generally have a Super Bowl team on that first. Typically, game. so I thought New England should have been on. I don't know who New England they probably, they play the Pittsburgh Steelers this week, ooh, which would have been a great been a, Thursday night. That's game. That's probably the Sunday night game. It is Monday, the Sunday night. What's game. What's the Monday night game? The Monday night game. There are two of them. One of them oh, is always, the Raiders and the Broncos. Every year they have that. And then the other game, I don't remember off the top well, of my head. And the bad thing is, the whole start of the NFL was overshadowed by your favorite player, the idiot. Antonio Knucklehead Brown. Well, did you see that? I haven't seen the update today. He will be issuing an apology Oh, and trying to get back in good graces because I think the Raiders are ready to say, here's your $30 million and there's the fireplace. We're going to stink even with Antonio Brown so we could save ourselves $30 million. What do you think the conversation was like? with Antonio Brown and his agent, Drew Rosenhaus. What do you think that was like? He said, Antonio, you need to go play so I can make $12 million. That's right. Drew Rosenhaus. Get out there. Yeah, Drew Rosenhaus. And everyone knows he's as slimy as they come. The shark. Oh, I have a book at my home about Drew Rosenhaus called The Shark Never Sleeps. I tell you, he just, he just, you can just feel the grease coming off him. He is, he's a slick willy. I mean, he is, he's a greasy spoon. I mean, I am just not a big (laughs) Drew Rosenhaus hand fan but Antonio Brown absolutely just totally lost all respect from a lot of people by his just outlandish behavior he thinks there's rules for everybody except for him and he plays by his own rules and about cost him 30 million dollars now he's gonna you know he's gonna suck up to John I Gruden. think if it came down to $30 million, I'd say, hey, guys, I'm sorry. I'll, yeah. I'll play. Well, he needs to apologize to his team. And the thing is, he might use this as inspiration to just have a lights-out year, but he's got Derek Carr throwing Yeah, we'll him. see about that. Yeah, Derek Carr. Ooh, Ooh not ooh. good. Yeah. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, the Chiefs. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's do it. And they did sign a player to an extension today, a three-year $54 million extension. I'll tell you who it was next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, it's a busy, 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 busy weekend of football. Bullpups tonight, Bulldogs tomorrow, and the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl favorites by a lot of different agencies well, Stephen, and sports books. Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman on ESPN came out, and they both have the Chiefs winning. They play on Sunday yeah. at Jacksonville, which has survived Hurricane Dorian. Right. I had a feeling that they would be playing this game. Yeah. Is there anything in your mind that says let down this week? 
Oh, yeah. Definitely. There's a lot that says that. Because the Chiefs typically have played terrible in Florida. Ooh. They used to be awful. They used to play the Dolphins. Well, they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2013 there. I right. remember that. Yeah. But they... Other than when, that, I don't remember any games they pistol, played there. When they used to play Pistols Dolphins, they couldn't ever beat the they Dolphins. Won in the Dol- they won at the Dolphins a couple years ago. I remember that. But I mean... Historically, they oh well, 1972 doesn't even matter what was well, going. They barely even had Disney World. Humidity, the humidity is different. Yeah, it, it is a factor. But I, I just don't think I see letdown offensively. Right. Oh, that, that's what I'm talking yeah, about here. Yeah. Defensively, I don't have any expectation. No, they'll stink. It wouldn't surprise me if they gave up 37 points a game. But they'll score. 45. But I think that, I do think the offense. We'll be ready to go every single week. I think Shady's going to play a big role in this offense. LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, this year. I really do. I think LaShawn McCoy was a great pickup. I'm not sold on Damian Williams, but they do have a wide receiver who just inked a pretty big deal. That is Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is now going to be with the Chiefs for at least the next three years. And likely, I, I haven't seen all the numbers crunched up together, but it looks like he might be the highest paid per year receiver in the NFL right now. Ooh. He at least at his position, I think he might be different than like Odell Beckham and what about Michael Thomas. I, I, he signed a I saw somebody say something about it. His position, which they might mean like slot receiver or yeah. whatever they want to call him, three years, fifty four million, thirty five of that guaranteed, six million dollars signing bonus for Tyreek Hill. I think this is a really good deal. I know he and, probably wants a little longer deal. And, and you got to bet there are some clauses in that contract for behavior. I bet there are. There's got to be some clauses that this contract is null and void if he goes the Antonio Brown knucklehead route. I think this is a good contract for him. I think before all of the incidents started happening a couple months ago, he was wanting a longer-term deal, like a five- or a six-year deal. And then, of course, after everything goes down, the Chiefs don't want to be in this long, long, long-term investment. But I think three years, $54 million is a really good deal for him. I think it's a really good deal for the Chiefs because we know what's going to happen here in two years, right? right. Or one year, two years. Patrick Mahomes is going to have to be paid. Yeah. Somebody is going to have to take seven Brinks trucks, drive them to Arrowhead Stadium, and back them up into the locker room and when say, when take out as much as you want. When he signs his contract, he'll be the <laughs> highest paid player in the NFL. For Tyreek Hill, I have this piece of advice. Just shut up, play, and keep your nose clean. You do that, you're going to be one of the best in the game. I like the sound of that. Yeah, just play. Just play and and clean up your act off the field. You know, I know you, he's, he's he's got issues, but, you know, do what you have to do to get your life cleaned up and be a productive citizen. And don't be like Antonio Brown and cost yourself That's right. nearly cost yourself thirty million dollars. Right. Just go show up at practice. Yeah. Go home. Don't do anything. Just go home and go to bed and then <laughs> then in five years you can start being crazy again. Well, I, I wish Blake Bortles were still quarterback in Jacksonville. That would make me feel he, a little bit better. Yeah, but now they've got who? Case Keenum? Yeah. Big time. He's not bad. We'll see. About Leonard that. Fournette. You know, he's got a lot to prove at running back. It's the Jacksonville defense that I, is the toughest part of that team. But do you really think that Patrick Mahomes is not going to have a good game? Well, I'll bet Jalen Ramsey's going to be talking some smack. Yeah, I think he says, oh, he's just he was just the MVP. He's because, a flash in the pan. Yeah, he, he's nothing. He's just flash in the pan. 
I really don't see a letdown offensively from this Chiefs team this weekend. I don't see it. Yeah. Now maybe unless your, your just, offensive letdown is twenty four unle- points. Unless they can't run the ball. I'm I'm still not I don't sure. think it matters. You just think he can just chuck it all Yes. Okay. And I think they have great weapons. Yeah. I don't think it matters if they can run, and I think that they will be able to. But it's defensively. If that team can just hold opponents to twenty four or less. I would feel good in about 12 of the 16 games. Do you think Patrick Mahomes was the number one pick in every fantasy football draft? No. He wasn't. He wasn't in ours. Well, he typically should not be. I know that in your league, a lot of people take quarterbacks first, but that is not the typical move in fantasy football. You typically will take running backs and receivers first. I took took Drew Brees. That was my first pick. Well, I know because your league is different. I'm sorry. I had Michael Thomas, receiver from New Orleans. Most people will take a running back or a receiver. Drew Brees in the second round, but... Patrick Mahomes was number three pick in our league. We won't have the Chiefs on your or on Fearless's picks. Right. But if he was going to pick this game, how do you think he would see the score playing out on Sunday? 38-31. Ooh, high scoring. Yeah. Take the over. Yeah. Jacksonville's going to be able to run at will on him. So that defense, I'm sorry. It's it's just not going to be very good. You don't have to be sorry. They're terrible. Yeah. Steve, we'll take our final break. When we come back, Fearless Forecaster has his predictions. And we will get you ready for a very, very busy weekend. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Tap, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. It's that time of the week for the first time in months. Many months. Fearless Forecaster has his prediction submitted. He is 0-1 to start the week. Tutons. Not good. Yeah. And his high school predictions already own one as the Tutons lost at Bell Plain last night, 14-0. Steve, I want you to read Fearless's predictions. We're going to start with the McPherson area games. Okay. It will be a little different scene in the area this year because last year we had so many really, really good teams, and now it feels like a few more of them are more in the middle of the pack. Or you look at last year, Kenton Gavel was so good. McPherson as well as Smoky Valley, Heston. Inman was good. Inman was really good. Little River was Heston. good. Everybody, I mean, everybody was good. Everybody was good. So it might be a little different this year, but I want to see what Fearless thinks as sort of the outside observer. Let's start with the Smoky Valley Vikings taking on Larned. Three starters are back for Smoky Valley, but I was told a lot of their guys starting this year were really quality reserves. They could have started for a lot of teams. 21 Smoky Valley, 14 Larned. The Battle of H's, Heston taking on Hillsboro. Lots of points every time these teams get together. Heston, 35, Hillsboro, 28. How about the Mound Ridge Wildcats taking on Gossel? Dridger Nation, last year uh, Mound Ridge rolled in that game, but this year the roles are kind of reversed. Mound Ridge lost a lot of guys. Gossel has about everybody back, but Mound Ridge, 30, Gossel, 28. The game of the weekend in terms of our area, eight-man division one, Canton Galva, the number one team in the state by many sources, taking on Little River, a team that beat them last year in Canton. Who are you taking? Well, uh, last year, Little River won that game by 32. Right. I think you'll see a reversal, not the margin-wise, but Canton Galva, 38, Little River, 20. 
KCAC games. Let's start with St. Mary taking on Friends. Um, let's see. 28-21, St. Mary over Friends. St. Mary's already played a game. I think that'll work to its advantage. The Avila Eagles taking on the Sterling Warriors, who we'll see next week. Lots of points. 49 Avila, 42 Sterling. He's going to see a lot of yards. Probably the most exciting game to watch. The Ottawa Braves taking on Southwestern. Uh, Kent Kessinger up at Ottawa. Even though Southwestern opened last week, I like Ottawa in this one. 41 to 20. Bethel and Bethany, the Battle of Beth. Well, the Swedes uh, last year gave up about 500 yards to Bethel and found a way to win. But I, Bethel's kind of my sleeper this year. Bethel 35, Bethany 24. Probably the game of the week in the KCAC, in my opinion. Kansas Wesley and the top team in the league taking on Tabor. Who are you thinking? Well, I'm, this Kansas Wesleyan team is unlike any team I think we've ever seen in the KCAC. Tabor's good, but 52, Kansas Wesleyan, 21, Tabor. Let's go with the Bulldogs taking on Langston Heartland Classic, 4 o'clock in Wichita. Are you taking the Bulldogs and Coach Fiscus's first game? Well, considering Langston's ranked number 14th in the country and they got a ton of guys back, Langston 45, the Battling Bulldogs 24. Big 12, Steve, we've got to go quickly. Iowa State and TCU are not playing. How about Oklahoma State taking on McNeese State? As he squints at his piece of paper. Well, 37-13 Oklahoma State. Texas Tech taking on the Miners of Texas El Paso. A route for Texas Tech. Big big win. Oklahoma, the Sooners hosting South Dakota. The joke game of the week, 71-10. LSU taking on Texas. I like LSU. I think uh, their defense is really good. Texas has got Sam Ellinger, but I'm not sure what else they got to go with him. Baylor taking on UTSA, the Roadrunners. Yeah, Baylor's going to be kind of a sleeper this year in the Big 12, and I can't even read my scores. It looks like Fearless wrote 41-14. Yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> well, I got I, I printed it off, and it's and it's got dark spots on it. So. A battle of teams that at one point or are currently in the Big 12, Missouri against West Virginia. Fearless doesn't think West Virginia is very good this year. Missouri gave one away last week. Your boy Kelly Bryant threw for about 430 yards. West uh, Missouri 38. West Virginia, 31. Kansas State taking on Bowling Green. Really impressed with K-State last week. Uh, 33-17, but it might be worse. KU taking on the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina. Two weeks in a row, KU pulls it out at the end, 31-27. All right, Steve, we are almost out of time. We've got to go quickly. AVCTL Division Three high school games coming up tonight. Bueller against Newton. The Railers won that game last year. And I think Bueller gets a sense of revenge, 28-14 this year. El Dorado taking on your Independence Bulldogs. Indy's awful. 21-6, El Dorado. Chanute taking on Circle. Don't know much about Chanute, but I know a lot about Circle. 30-12, Chanute. The Cali County Cup, Arc City against Winfield. Arc City will be all over Winfield, 34-14. Andover Central and Augusta. Ooh, tough one for the Orioles. Andover Central will be all over Augusta, 40-14. Our final pick, the Bullpups taking on Salina South. You've said it a couple of times, but now on the record. Well, Fearless had 27-7, but uh, he's going to stick with that pick. But he wouldn't be surprised if it's more like 17-7. to 7. All right, Steve, we're excited. 6 o'clock tonight oh, yeah. from Salina. We'll be there. Bullpup football. It's back, baby. It's back. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll see you tonight in Salina. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday 
from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.